You've come to the right place. If you're a course creator looking to build more impact, income, and freedom, LMS Cast is the number one podcast for course creators just like you. I'm your guide, Chris Badgett. I'm the co-founder of the most powerful tool for building, selling, and protecting engaging online courses called Lifter LMS. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to another episode of LMS Cast. Today we're joined by a special guest, Will Mitchell from the startupbros.com. Welcome to the show, Will. Hello, how's it going, my friend? Happy to be here. It's great to talk to you. I'm really excited uh, to inspire the course building community with your journey. You've, you have a lot going on like in terms of um, building a large business, building an audience, building educational products. And I just kind of wanted to take a tour around what you've been up to so people can uh, learn from what you've been doing and also pick up little uh, tips and tricks on the various components that you do. But when, when s- someone says to you, what does Startup Bros do? Like, what, how do you even answer that? Like, what is it? Yeah, thanks for the, the glowing introduction. Um, yeah, in terms of what Startup Rose does, so you know, Startup Rose isn't my main business. Uh, my main business is a company called Simply Organic Beauty. It's uh, our 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 e-commerce company. It's uh, you know the, one of the two kind of business models that we teach people how to build over at Startup Rose. But um, Startup Rose, you know, we have the luxury of really just focusing on the mission and how we want it to change the world and how we want it to affect things. Um, and what we're trying to do at Startup Rose is get people out of corporate enslavement, get them out of the school system, the, the corporate system, the nine to five, the rat race, whatever you want to call it. Um, these things are all this, this old world of success. And, you know, all the time we see children, literal children will go out and start making crazy amounts of money. And, you know, literally their parents are sitting there paying off their house, struggling, and the kids sitting there on Instagram making all this money. Um, there's so, you know, the world is changing so quickly and it's so dynamic now. Um, every day there's, there's 50 new ways to make money. Um, so what we want to help people do is kind of capture the magic of this new economy, escape the nine to five rat race, become really self-reliant and independent people. Um, you know, that's, that's really what the goal is at startup Rose. So we do that through business coaching and a couple different business models, but at the core, it's about, you know, taking control of your life and living in how you want to. That's awesome. I appreciate what you're saying. I love that quote that the future is here. It's just not evenly distributed. And, yeah. you know, like you said, you cut, you're coming in to help people level up. Like, yeah, there's kids that you see these things taking off that don't make sense, but there's a new world happening and things are, the rate of change are, is accelerating. So what, I mean, we've all heard build an audience, build an email list, the money's in the list, but give us some audience truth. Like, like what do people, what's the counterintuitive insight about, about what to do with the audience, how to build it and when to build it? Yeah. So the, the big thing I advocate that not many people do is building the audience first, especially, you know, if you have the, the time to kind of invest into that. If you're, you know, at school and you have your parents paying for things or, you know, you have a stable job and, you know, it's just kind of driving you crazy, but you don't, you know, you're not desperate. Um, build the audience first because the audience is ultimately going to tell you what they want. And, um, you know, there's a great book called The Lean Startup, which I'm sure has been mentioned on your podcast many times, Chris. Um, but The Lean Startup is this whole concept of just 
how do we get this idea to the point of failure um, as quickly as possible? Because, you know, most ideas we think are going to work, but they're not actually going to work. We want to keep on rolling the dice and, and find those ideas that do work and keep experimenting. Um, and, you know, building an audience first really makes the lean startup methodology really easy because all you do is go out and ask people like, what do you want today? Hey, you know, our, our company has all this free time. Hey, we're going to be developing three new products. You know, come vote on which ones you, you want to see first. Simple little things like this um, are obvious when you say them, but, um, but most people out there are focused on the product first and it's just a very expensive way to figure out how to build a business. Most people are trying to, you know, build it and they will come. I'm saying, you know, step on the soapbox first, declare what your mission is, tell people, here's, you know, gather around me because we're going to go do something and then go lead them to your business, right? And, and you'll end up in a much better place than you just sitting alone trying to figure it out. Yeah, I love that. The, the, I, I see a lot of people focusing on the product first and getting into marketing tactics and conversion optimization. But like you were talking about in our pre-chat, um, you, you put yourself out there as a personal brand who, who uh, you know, has this experience in, as an Amazon seller and also believes in uh, the power of entrepreneurship to transform the world. And you started getting lots of questions. And, and, and then people, you were like, well, am I just going to answer these same questions over and over again? Because you also do something which is awesome, which is you make yourself as an expert accessible to the public. You didn't build this like automated thing that like no, a live human being couldn't get to the wall and talk to you. Um, and so they literally, it sounds like to me that they pulled the, the courses and the coaching out of you because is that as opposed to you trying to push it on them? Is that an accurate synopsis? Yeah, absolutely. And um, two, two interesting points there is, yeah, kind of like the origin story of Startup Rose and also um, the automation comment. Because, yeah, you know, when Startup Rose really started blowing up, I actually did get to a point where I pretty much automated everything. And it got to a point where I wasn't really interacting with people, you know, customers I, I would always interact with because I'm doing coaching webinars and hanging out in the community and stuff. Um, but in terms of, you know, people that are in the audience, uh, people that haven't taken that leap yet and taken that investment yet, um, I automated myself out of that completely. And, uh, and the business just really suffered for it. Just recently, I've gone back and um, kind of torn down all the automation and we're going really heavy into personalization now. And uh, it's much less scalable and it takes much, you know, a lot more time just talking to people. But, um, but to me, that's what a business is. You know, all a business is, is an abstract uh, entity for you to interface with customers and the public, right? So, um, so yeah, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm really... Um, I'm pushing people a lot towards personalization. And like you said, you know, conversion optimization and the algorithm this and the feedback genius that. And like there, there's always going to be 50,000 different tactics that are coming and going every day. Um, the, the thing that stays the same in business is do you, you know, what kind of emotional impact do you have on these people? Do you actually touch their lives? Are they going to remember you? Uh, do you stand out? Um, are, you know, is it clear that you care more than everyone else? These are the things that they're going to remember. Um, and, uh, and people just really forget about this. So, so yeah, that's, that's something I'm really pushing lately. You know, I, I have a list of over 200,000 people that I email like 
maybe once every three months. It's something on my list of things to change in 2020 is to start emailing people more. But I almost never get in touch with my audience. And, um, and you know, Startup Bros continues to grow and grow and grow. How is that? Shouldn't, you know, if I have this list, shouldn't I be using it all the time? It, it's the fact that when I do have something to say, people remember who I am and they say, oh, I, I care about what that person has to say. If I started blasting people, you know, three times a week with the latest blog post and the latest tidbit, people would just tune me out and they would file Will Mitchell in the ignore section. Uh, but, but, you know, if you do things that are really valuable for people and really, you know, set out in this business for their best interests rather than trying to make a buck, um, you're going to end up building the best of both worlds, right? So, um, so yeah, quick, quick thing on the automation there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Go ahead. You got a second part? Yeah, well, if, if you want to get into kind of the Startup Bros origin story and how the yep. audience came first, uh, we can talk about that too. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. So yeah, the Startup Bros origin story is an interesting one because like I said, um, Startup Bros is not my main business. Um, so I was, you know, already kind of rocking and rolling. I had started selling on Amazon way back in 2002. <laughs> so wow. way back when I, I started, you know, buying, it started out with counterfeits and figured out that didn't work. And so I, I kind of had played around with e-commerce from, you know, very early stage of my life. I actually dropped out of high school to do e-commerce and, and build Amazon businesses and stuff. So, um, uh, so when I got into it, um, you know, it was, uh, it was a much different world. And in terms of uh, like how that led to startup rows and everything. So um, I was already kind of ro rocking and rolling in my e-commerce businesses. And um, the business that we had built at that point is the same business that I'm running today. And it had just gotten to a point where like, I just, the target customer wasn't like, I didn't have fun hanging out with them. <laughs> I wouldn't go get a beer with a lot of my target customers. Um, cause it, you know, it's hair salons and hairstylists and, um, you know, I get along with them just fine, but it's not, you know, it was, it wasn't like, uh, I really, one of my goals in life is to do work that I really loved that it was really like fun to go to work every day. So, um, so out of kind of an outlet, I just started posting on this site, startupros.com. I, I launched the site and it was just kind of a personal blog. Me and my buddy, we were both working at jobs that we didn't, you know, really like. Uh, like I said, just kind of every day in the office working at the beauty company. So it was kind of an outlet for both of us. And we started just writing about all of our entrepreneurship experience, talking about how we were using Alibaba and selling on, you know, back then no one even cared about Amazon. It was all about importing from China. So we talked about how we would import from China and sell these products online. And, um, and the blog post just started blowing up. And um, all of a sudden, you know, fast forward like six months, I'm getting, you know, 50 to 100 emails a week, uh, just people asking me about this blog post and I'm getting comments all the time. So it got to a point where like, it was essentially a full-time job for me to sit there and just answer people and explain like, how does this business work and everything. And uh, uh, so once it got to that point, I kind of had a choice to make. I could, you know, sit there and respond to emails for free all day, which means the current business goes under. Um, I could not respond to anyone and then everyone just kind of files Will Mitchell, not in the ignore category, but in the, you know, this, this dick didn't even answer my email. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. um, or the third option was I need to figure out some scalable way to teach people this. And that, that's essentially what led to um, 
startup was becoming a business. It was kind of out of necessity. And we realized that the only way to do this was uh, some type of course or a group training program. That's awesome. I love that story. So, I mean, it's really just something you did for yourself and others were like, hey, I want to do that too. And they literally pulled the product out of you. What was the first thing you did to try to make it more scalable? Was it like a webinar, like a course or a coaching, group coaching, private coaching? What did you do? Yeah. So it's even a funny story. Like if you have the audience and the audience likes you and you've already given them a lot of value, you, you have so much leeway with the audience. So Oops. when I got started in this, this course world, like I, I knew how to sell products on Amazon and, and eBay and stuff. I didn't know how to launch a membership site or, you know, I didn't know how to do Lifter LMS and I, I didn't know all this stuff. Yeah. So, uh, what, what I ended up doing, um, was basically I said, all right, I don't know how this business works, but you know, we got lots of friends who are in the industry and we could probably figure it out. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to schedule a webinar. And I think the webinar was on like April 19th, 2014 or something. <laughs> I think I still remember the day. Um, but we scheduled this webinar like three months in advance in January and we started emailing about it and we said, Hey guys, we're going to have this webinar. You guys are, are, you know, and all the people that were emailing us, we would respond and say, Hey, you know, here's the answer and Hey, here's a link to this webinar. So really just personally answering people and saying, Hey, here's a link to the webinar. And, uh, come April, uh, we had like, you know, 1700 people or something signed up for this webinar off this one little blog post. I really didn't have an email list. It was just like hustling and grinding. And we had 1700 people signed up for this webinar. Um, again, like I wouldn't recommend in hindsight, uh, scheduling a webinar three months in advance and pushing it. Like people are going to forget about that. But, uh, but again, you know, we didn't know what we were doing. So push this webinar for three months, get 1700 people. And we were smart enough to schedule the webinar um, like three days after we had just moved into a new house. And um, so I like barely had internet set up. I didn't have an office set up. So the webinar rolls around and like the night before I was moving in and stuff. So I go to bed late. I wake up and um, I, I woke up late. I forget how much time I had. I had like 90 minutes or two hours at the most, but it was like two hours until this webinar. I, I literally had nothing. I had no slides. I had no offer. I had no checkout pages. Oh, sorry, Chris. My camera just shut off. We're going to turn that back on. <laughs> All right. We're going to seamlessly. So yeah, I had no <laughs> checkout pages. I had no, uh, I had nothing and um, no slides no, no offer, nothing at all. So and what I, was the, what was the topic of the webinar? Literally the webinar was like how to, Im- how to import products from China and make big money. I, the, the headline of my blog post was, um, how I made big money, f- uh, importing from China or something. So okay. it was literally just like an extension of that didn't put much effort into it. Um, and, uh, and it just goes to show you, like if, if people really care about what you are, what you're saying, they're not going to care about the headline. They're not going to care about any of this stuff. They just want to be there and hear you talk. This is why people like Joe Rogan and podcasts in general are blowing up right now. People want authentic conversations where they can really detect in the body language and the tonality. Does this person know what they're talking about? How exciting is this? You know, um, Joe Rogan's are, pretty authentic guy. I think that's a good example. Like, there's only one Joe Rogan. <laughs> exactly, and it's yeah. like the ultimate competitive advantage too. Uh, yeah. Everyone, you know, five years from now, everyone's going to have this podcast format of you know two people sitting at a table. 
but there's never going to be a Joe Rogan, right? <laughs> right. So, um, uh, so yeah, I had nothing waking up like two hours before this webinar and I freaked out. I went to, um, uh, I went on Google and I literally like Googled like webinar course, webinar template, you know, did a few different Google searches and I came up with, um, with this one, I literally like some random guy, I don't even know who it was. <laughs> Um, not a big marketer at all, but, um, but his, his thing, he had like a template that was like, all right, I'm gonna get this template. I'm gonna fill it out. We're going to do this webinar. It's going to be terrible. Like this is all worst case, horrible things are happening. So it's closed. I can't buy this thing. Like the course is, you know, closed access. So I, I emailed this guy. I'm like, dude, I need access to this right now. Please give it to me. Uh, get nothing. I call the guy, luckily get him on the phone. And, uh, he's like, all right, man, yeah, we'll, we'll give you access. So I paid him, got access to it, like maybe 90 minutes left until the webinar. And um, I literally didn't have time to do anything. Like I just went through and changed out the fill in the blank stuff. It was just black text on a white screen with a couple images. And a lot of it was me just like, here's a slide where it says show product research. I jump off and show product research. So, um, so I did that webinar and uh, it was great. You know, like 500 people, 700 people showed up or something. And, um, uh, going into the close, going into the offer again, I had nothing 90 minutes before this to even offer these people and, um, going into the offer, my laptop battery actually dies as well. <laughs> so now I have oh, 700 wow. people that just heard the entire webinar. And right as I'm like, and guys, here's the program cuts <laughs> out. And now I have to recharge my laptop. I jump back in like 10 minutes later, like, all right, everyone's going to be gone. This whole thing was a waste. The whole <laughs> business is shot. Um, <laughs> So I jumped back in and um, there was still, almost everyone was still there. And people are like, oh man, your battery died. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so I went into the offer and the offer was legitimately like, hey guys, we're going to do a, uh, I think it was a, tw- a nine week. Um, no, it was 12 week. We're going to do a 12 week group coaching program. And each week we're going to have a different guest expert that we bring in. And here's what each week's topic is going to be. And, you know, it's going to start like four weeks from today. And um, that's it. Like, PayPal us if you want to buy it. <laughs> so you were pre-selling. This didn't exist. You hadn't worked out the agreements with the guest experts yet, maybe? Nothing. I, not Wait, even as, I woke you up an offer. <laughs> you gave him a specific offer, which is amazing. So what happened? How did, what happened from there? So, yeah, I mean, I walked out of my office um, and... Uh, my my business partner at the time and um, my girlfriend were out there and I was like, oh my God, it was horrible. This must have went so bad. You know, like close up shop. What's the PayPal look like? Um, and my buddy was like, dude, there's there's like $47,000 in the PayPal or I think $37,000 in the PayPal. Oh my God. I'm like, really? And he's like, yeah, dude. And they're mostly payment plans. So like most of them, it's like $79,000 of, of accrued revenue. And uh, at that time, you know, at that point, I was like, holy cow, like, this is a business. We got something here. Um, and that's how it all started. And then from that point forward, like, we just went on a webinar blitz and training blitz and just, like, helped as many people as we could, um, got them into this big community. And, yeah, that group coaching program, that community is uh, still running to this day. There's another thing I, I think people really don't do enough in this industry. So many people just start a program and then year, two years later, they abandon it. They'll still sell it, but you know, they're not supporting it. There's no community around it. 
Um, ours were constantly, you know, every six months we do a big update of the program, the actual course, always adding new different bonuses and freebies and things like that. And um, yeah, still doing the group coaching and the community. So that community now, you know, over 6,500 successful Amazon sellers in that community now who started with us, like that's a competitive advantage that no other Amazon course can touch. Like we have all of the Amazon sellers. <laughs> and this is called e-commerce empire, correct? Yep, e-commerce empire. And then the new one is e-commerce empire 2020 coming out for the new year. Awesome. And this is over at startupbros.com. What was it like for the, uh, the first group of group coaching people? You had four weeks to put a program together or at least organize the calls. Or who, how, how, what was that first run like? I'll be honest, uh, it was better for them. It was a better experience. Most people would think that when you buy a static course, that that's going to be the way, you know, that's going to be the way to do it. Uh, in my experience, it's um, it's the the group coaching, the interactive courses, the kind of things that are built out as they're going. Those tend to be the best programs because those are actually on the cutting edge and they're really built for that group of people to succeed. Um, so, you know, honestly, like we had the easiest time making those people successful. We have a better success right now with our course. Um, but, oh my God, was it difficult to get there. Like to 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 get a good success rate out of a course that, that isn't being made as you go. Um, we have to do a lot of coaching. We have to do a lot of work in the community, a lot of tools that we've like, there's a lot of work and investment that goes into building a static program that works. Whereas a group coaching program, like if, if the person teaching it is honest and authentic, you're going to learn things that no course will ever be able to teach you. So, um, so yeah, I, I, I'm still a big fan of, um, of the group coaching model. And anytime we launch a new program, this is still what we do. Still to this day, if we're launching something new, um, like this year, we have something called Productive Preneur. Um, it's basically a productivity program specifically for entrepreneurs. You know, there's so many different productivity and goal setting things out there. None of them are for leaders and strong entrepreneurs you know, they're, they're typically built for very fragile people that like want to feel good, but not like be elite performers. Um, so productivepreneur was something that I wanted to do and, and, you know, build out. How do we figure out what to put into this course? How do we, like, do people care about sleeping habits? Do people care about what alarm clock to buy? Do you know, people care, what do they care about? Do they want more of like how to set up software on their computer? Do they want to know what equipment I have in my office? So there's so many different like angles I can take this thing. And the way that we figured out what to build was previously last year during New Year's, we did Productivepreneur Alpha. And that was a uh, six-week group coaching program where we took people through and really interacted with them and really learned about their struggles and productivity and helped them through everything. Um, and it was only through that were we able to build a really, really good program that, um, you know, is useful. There's so many programs out there that it's just some guru trying to prove to you that they know what they're talking about. So it's just information for no reason. And um, I really try to avoid that. I want really tight. Uh, I want the most valuable and effective programs, but I want them to be tight and fluff free. I don't need people wasting, you know, six hours to learn about how smart I am or something, you know. 
Keep listening. This podcast is not over. This is just a special message about this episode's sponsor, WP Tonic Managed WordPress LMS Hosting. Think of it as everything you need to have a professional online course training platform right out of the box, ready to go. Find out more about WP Tonic's Managed WordPress LMS Hosting by going to lifterlikes.com forward slash tonic. Now back to the show. That's that's awesome. Well, I'd love to dive into that part actually a little deeper. If if you were advising me and I was going to do a like, I'm an expert and I'm taking your advice. The problem, I, the way I frame it is people go into what I call the course creation cave and they never, sometimes they never come out or they're in there for two years and they come out with a product that doesn't do well in the market. So if someone's like kind of listening to this moment and heeding the advice of like, maybe you should try selling a six week group coaching thing and, uh, and then create it as you go with an interactive audience, what does it actually look like when you, you do a live call and then do you have like Q and a, can you just give us more detail of like the format and, and like at the end of that, do you just take those recordings and put them evergreen inside a vault or a course structure or like give us some more detail into how to do a six week uh, group coaching program? Yeah. So you do need to make somewhat of an offer, right? So you do have to somehow make it sexy. Um, the, the way I've always done business though, and, and people can jump on YouTube and see my, the webinar that I did to launch the group coaching program. Um, and what it basically was, was me sitting down for a full day or two and just, you know, building the best possible presentation I could on productivity. And, um, and uh, people were interested enough in that and they thought that the ideas were valuable enough and new enough and they hadn't heard them or they were you know, presented in a different way, whatever it was. Um, people were interested enough in those ideas to pretty much say, listen, if there's a way to work with you on this, let's do it. I mean, that's basically what it was. Um, so you do need to make an offer, but, um, but it, it really comes down to reciprocity, authenticity, and trust. Um, can you, uh, you know, and the truth of the matter is like, there are, it is difficult, you know, cause you, the, the more of a thought leader you are, uh, the easier it is to do this, right? The more actually cutting edge and valuable the stuff you're saying is the easier it is to do this. But I always try to just blow people's socks off. And then like, this was something I, I learned very early in business. Um, there's, there's two ways to kind of build a business, right? You can build a net or you can build a magnet. Um, most people are trying to build nets. Most people are out there just desperately, you know, winging away at every butterfly that flies past trying to catch something. What I've always focused on is, you know, ignoring all of that buzz, ignoring the shiny objects, ignoring all the noise, and just focusing on building a really good magnet. And, you know, it might take me an extra few months to get my magnet going. It might take me some tweaking. But once my magnet's going, I'm, I'm literally going to sit here and put my magnet out and things are going to be attracted to me. And that's how I want to do business, right? So, um, uh, so, so that's kind of the approach I took in Startup Bros as well. But in terms of the format and everything, I mean, I'm, I'm you know, jumping on a webinar, giving them the best I can and then saying, hey, guys. So even if, do- they, even if they don't buy, it's just an awesome training about productivity uh, yeah, absolutely. In, in the webinar. Yeah, I, I have people all the time that reach out and they're like, dude, the productivity training you did on YouTube, it's literally the best thing I've ever seen. Like, 
I, I, I have people all the time that email me like, I don't know if there's anything that I can buy from you, but if you do have something, because <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, I mean, how rare is it that, I mean, we're all just so drowned in content now. How rare is it that you see content that actually makes an impact, like actually shifts your paradigm a little bit, shifts your perception? Um, so try to create those perception shifts and then just make it obvious to people that you're available to work with and there's, there's cool things you're doing. And, you know, uh, I always, you know, I always try to not be a very hard salesperson too. People really trust when I try to sell them something because a lot of times people reach out to me trying to buy something. I say, Hey, don't buy this right now. Like this is not the right time for you to buy this. Cause again, my goal is to make people successful in life. I want to get people out of the corporate enslavement system. I don't want them to be dependent on a nine to five job. I want them to be able to go like make money and invest it in the world and grow the world, right? Make their communities a better place and all this jazz. Um, so, you know, that's, that's what I want for people. And for me to do that, um, you know, if that's the prime directive, if that's the mission, uh, a lot of the times people are going to email me. I'm not going to sell them a course. A lot of times I'm just going to record them a video and say like, here's what I think you should do. Email me in a year. Let me know how it goes. And a lot of the times, you know, the people email back and they say, hey, I'm doing really well now. Uh, let me know if you have some type of program I can get in. This reciprocity, you know, reigns supreme. How do you, uh, when you're doing the, like this six-week program, how do you handle the coaching part, do you like, are you taking questions constantly as you're presenting or do you like kind of save Q&A to the end? If there's a lot of questions, do you, will you just go until there's no more questions or do you hard stop it at the time you promised or whatever? Like what what are some ideas around the logistics of it all? So yeah, in terms of the logistics of it all. So on the webinar, obviously we're selling them into a six week program uh, of, of some sort. Uh, you can literally do it manually and like pull the emails off of PayPal and stuff. Obviously, at this point, we have it all synced up and do it, doing it automatically. But, um, but we basically get them into a members area. And again, the first time I did this, I didn't have a members area yet. That was like, put it on the to-do list. I have to have a members area by, you know, what's the actual deadline for a members area? Um, the day after the first week webinar, right? No one needs to see the recording until the recording is actually made. I just want to put a pin on that one. A lot of people go and they build all this stuff, but like you're doing it the opposite way. Like you're, you're selling the program, getting people ready. And then that's like the last piece of the pie. So people do it in a different order sometimes. And I really like that, that way you're talking about it's more like just in time technology instead of like, I'm going to just build this technology thing and then go fill it with something. Yeah, the problem is like if you set out to build a members area, like you said, Chris, you will go into that cave and come out six months later with forums and a gamification system and badges. How do I know this? Because I did it. (laughs) I I literally had forums and I had this crazy little gamification badge system where like each event and conference that someone went to of ours, they would get a badge for it that would show on the forums. So my idea was like over time, there's going to be these elite people that have been to like all of our events. Too much, too much complication. Like it's not a fun idea. I like to think about is like if your customers were collectively the CEO right? If they were all the board of directors, they're all funding the company 
and you have to sit there and tell them what you're spending your time and money on. Like, are they going to think that's a good investment? Um, if all of your customers, you know, go get 50 customers for a group coaching program. Imagine they're the board of directors. What's more important to them? Like you focusing on the training and getting the best week one session possible and making sure that's perfect or like having a really shiny members area. They don't care. Like send them a link to a Vimeo video and they don't care. Um, you just have to be authentic with people. And where this goes wrong is because people set these expectations of, you know, oh, you're going to have the instant access to the shiny members area and stuff. If you don't have that, just don't say you have it. <laughs> and, uh, and if, you know, the more authentic you are with your, your customers and the more um, interactive and intimate you are with them, uh, the more leeway they're going to give you. Nobody cares if the members area is not up. If you're sitting there in a Facebook group explaining, hey, guys, I'm focusing on the week one session. Like, no one cares if that's the case. When they care is you're not in the Facebook group. You're not answering the emails. There's no phone number to call. They don't have a login. When they do log in, half the videos are missing. Like, that's when they start to care, right? Not if you're holding their hand and saying, hey, here's why it's like this. But, you know, just trust me, I'm building the best possible program for you. It's going to be awesome you know, that's, that's how to do it, I think. Well, you made it to the lightning round. So what, just like, if you could just rapid fire some quick tips on productivity, that's a little different for entrepreneurs. I'd love to learn from you and, and also um, inspire the education entrepreneurs in the audience here and the, the site builders who build these kinds of platforms for the expert industry that are also entrepreneurs, what can we do to be more productive? Yeah, uh, we can talk about that. Let me, let me throw in one lightning round tip uh, that kind of uh, piggybacks on what we were talking about before, and then we'll jump into that. Um, refund periods. There's this whole trend in this industry now to start shortening refund periods, putting all this fine print around refunds and stuff. Guys, like, you want the easiest way to make sure you don't get bad reviews and your conversion rate goes up and no one hates you. Just offer a really good refund policy. Stand by it. You know, I hope nobody, uh, none of my customers hear this podcast, but like we have, we have a 90 day money back guarantee, but I have, I have literally had customers that I've refunded and went back years, like three years and refunded $5,000 plus of expenses because they were in a tough situation and they forgot the card was charging and, you know, all this stuff, right? I could have just, you know, refunded six months. I could have refunded a year. I went back and refunded three years because it's the right thing to do. And because in the, like, it's just the right thing to do. And I care about these people. I'm not just trying to, you know, nickel and dime people. So I, I think like having a really good, no questions asked money back guarantee we have 90 days on everything we do. Um, it's, and I've, I've almost never seen anyone do 90 days. I have no idea why pe more people don't do it. Um, if you're confident in your program and you're confident in your training, uh, give people the longest refund period you possibly can, the most lenient refund period you possibly can. And um, you're going to give more people the opportunity to give this business a shot. And um, you know, for us at Startup Pros, that's really the goal is just, letting people take a real shot at this thing. And if they find that this business model is not right for them or, you know, it doesn't work out for some reason, they don't have the time or whatever, 
um, they, they get all their money back and they leave better entrepreneurs and they leave closer to that end goal of, you know, escaping the nine to five system. So uh, long refund periods are something I would really recommend. I don't know why people are going against it now. Uh, yeah. Maybe, you know, Chris. Well, I'm, I'm like you. I, I, well, first of all, a bad review is way worse than, uh, you know, giving somebody their money back. And at the end of the day, if you really care about your product and your movement and your people, like you're not, you're not in the business of holding money hostage as somebody who's not happy. So like, <clears throat> that's, that's kind of my approach to it. Uh, the reason I don't know, I think, um, yeah, there is, I, I have also noticed this trend you're talking about with refund policies and the fine print and everything. Um, but it's not, it's not my style. Like I, I don't, I don't really have any other insight besides that. Um, some of it I think is a lot of markets, especially really expensive products are, um, the market's almost trained to like, go get it. Like, I think we have a problem with information hoarding where people go get it and then they request the, re they almost like, there's like a, a type of buyer out there that has become a problem in some industries, but this isn't really, I think that might be part of it, but, um, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Um, and also, like, I, I think most, pro, like, our approach to this was, um, let's figure out how to make something so good that people don't want to leave. I, I think most people are so stuck in the course mentality where they just want to do a course and nothing else. If you just have a course, then, yeah, people are just going to jump in and download all the videos and refund. <laughs> yeah. Or get their VA to do it, you know? Um, and, and, you know, this is where the industry is kind of, going away from courses and into coaching you know you need the courses there obviously but um um and as community like the too. foundation and community but, too like course plus yeah. coaching plus community and if somebody's a really good fit and they they get into the, your coaching and also build a network of peers in the community that's has a lot of sticking power yeah, it's almost a different approach. I think you can tell a lot about a company based on what kind of refund policy they give. Do they give a really lenient refund policy? Because then they're probably trying to like actually achieve their mission of getting people through it, right? Um, if they have this crazy, wacky refund policy, it's a, it's a good sign that um, they're, they're just trying to sell things. They're not, they're not trying to really work with people and uh, these sorts of things. That's awesome. And I'm a, I'm a big believer in um, course plus coaching plus community. And even right now with Lifter LMS, I actually need to wrap this podcast episode up because I have a weekly office hours mastermind I call where I'm on the front lines with my best customers is starting up in five minutes. Um, oh, nice. so, so the idea of coaching and just being on the front lines with your people and being committed to their success, I have people in there that are um, they love, I mean, they've gotten so many, people have started businesses with each other because I created the space for this community to emerge and for, you know, coaching and masterminding kind of ideas to sh share. It's a, it's a part of it. And I think the big thing is, um, p the main mindset shift for people is making money online, not a bad thing, but that's not the first thing. Um, create results for another human being, like for others. As long as that's at the top of the pyramid, the, you know, the money will happen. But where people get into trouble is where the I want to make money online is above helping others. It's, if you reverse it, the success goes way up. Yeah, so, exactly. It goes full circle to what we were talking about at the beginning. You know, people want um, companies that are passionate about what they do. 
Um, if you see hanging out with your customers as work, um, it's going to be really tough to develop any cutting edge products or marketing strategies or anything. Uh, if you are hanging out with your customers on coaching webinars and at events and stuff all the time, you're going to be tapped into the target audience better than anyone else. And you're inevitably going to be the market leader. Yeah. Well, one micro productivity tip before we go, and can you let people know where to connect with you? And before you do that, I just want to say thank you, Will. This has been an amazing conversation. I'm really glad we got to get into it. And I love uh, your story. It's super inspiring. And there's so many good ideas for you that are listening. I'd encourage you to re-listen and uh, just follow uh, Will's journey and how you know his community kind of pulled the, the product out of him and how he has high contact and high touch with his people. Um, what's your one productivity tip and how can people find you? Yeah, yeah, I appreciate all that. Um, in terms of one productivity tip, it's so hard to pick just one. For an um, entrepreneur, one that's counterintuitive that's not like that we hear a lot, I guess. Um, I would say that um, for some reason, my mind's going to like hardware and devices right now, probably because yeah. uh, because <laughs> we're Black Friday Christmas mode <laughs> when we're recording this. But um, uh, one thing I would say is uh, check out this thing called the uh, the X Keys keyboard. It's a macro keyboard, um, and I'm, you, you said things people don't hear often. So uh, <laughs> the macro macro keys X Keys keyboard. Um, I have one right over here. I don't know if I'll be able to bring it up here. Let me see. Oh, it's so close. Yeah, I can't. But um, it's basically a blank keyboard where you can go in and program each of the keys individually. So I have like one of my keys set up to uh, open up and log into every single one of my bank accounts and credit cards. Uh, wow. I have one button that clocks in and out of Hubstaff, which is my time tracking software. Wow. Um, I have one that opens up like, you know, active campaign for when I want to send out an email, you know, to my list. So um, uh, really, really big productivity tool that I've gotten into because, oh my God, does it get annoying? Like, okay, you need to go check your finances. All right, now I got to go log into 16 different sites, you know? So you just make one button, click it, it goes and does it all. It's beautiful. That's awesome. Well, how can the, the, the good people find you? You're at startupbros.com. Is there anything specific they should check out? Yeah, for sure. Um, if you guys are interested in productivity tips, um, I have a webinar that's like four hours of just straight productivity gold. Uh, my webinars tend to go way too long. So yeah, check that one out. Um, I'll, I'll throw you a link as well, Chris. But uh, if you Google, you know, Startup Bros productivity webinar or something, it'll probably come up. Uh, there's like a Terminator, uh, Terminator robot in the, in the uh, thumbnail. So that's a really good webinar on productivity. Uh, yeah, check out startupros.com. If you guys are into the Amazon space, uh, I have a new uh, four-part free video course about how to start an Amazon business in 2020 because uh, it has changed quite a bit in the last few years. So you can check that out at startupros.com. And um, feel free to reach out anytime, will at startupros.com. You know, I'm, I'm always answering emails. It might take me a day or two, but I'll always answer your email. So will at startupros.com. Awesome, Will. Well, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks again, Chris. And that's a wrap for this episode of LMS Cast. I'm your guide, Chris Badgett. I hope you enjoyed the show. This show was brought to you by Lifter LMS, the number one tool for creating, selling, and protecting engaging online courses to help you get more revenue, freedom, 
and impact in your life, head on over to lifterlms.com and get the best gear for your course creator journey. Let's build the most engaging results getting courses on the internet.